This episode of the A-List podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Welcome into the A-List podcast. As usual, the crew is back together again. Aishra Blakely, Gary Washburn, I'm Kwani Lunas. Thank you, first of all, for tuning in to the pod. Let's just get right into it. We're looking forward to the Celtics game against the Bucks, And I want to hear your first reaction to that. This is a, the game that for weeks we've been looking forward to. It's not going to have nearly as much drama or intrigue as we would like with the Celtics. You know, a couple games and some change behind uh, Milwaukee. But I do think this game has the potential to give us a little bit insight into this Celtics team going into the playoffs because the one thing we've seen of late, and Gary can can probably attest to this, the better their opponent, the better they tend to play. And we'll find out against the Milwaukee Bucks, can they continue that trend and play their best basketball against, you know, arguably the best team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, the importance of the game has been dampened a little bit by them losing to Washington. Oh, that was a really bad loss. We can talk about that. But I still think they want to show their best against the Bucs. They want to win the season series. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, like, I'm not saying that they got a chance at the number one. They're going to get the number one seed. But, you know, I mean, the Bucs have, have still have a game with, left with Memphis. They still have a game with Toronto. They still could lose two more games. So you just don't want to mail this one in and give this one up and go, okay, please beat us, Milwaukee. Um you know, because who knows what's going to happen in the 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 Wednesday Bucks game where they probably will rest some guys to prepare for the Thursday game. They might not play Giannis in a back to back. They might. So you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and you, the Celtics really messed themselves up by by kind of laying down against Washington. You know, but I do think it's still an important game. You want to get that game, and you want to get that game against Philly. You know, go all out and get those two games. And then, you know, you can figure out what to do with the other uh, four games that you have left. That being said, what do you think is a better landing spot right now? We've talked about this actually last week, but where do you think is the most out? And we also talked about them potentially chasing back to number one. Not sure if they're on that trajectory just yet, but what do you think is the best landing spot for the Celtics right now? I think the best landing spot is, is the best possibility for them to move through the playoffs. I think the number two spot at this point is realistically where they're going to wind up and is the most likely end result once we get to the playoffs that they'll be in. And when you look at that two spot, you've got a handful of teams that they could see. Uh, I personally would love for them to play Atlanta uh, right now, opening round one, because the uh, purely selfish reason, I love me some ATL. Number one. But number two, if you're the Celtics, I think that's the easiest path for you to get out of the first round of, of the four or five teams that you'll be talking about as a potential seven seed. You're talking about Brooklyn, Atlanta, you know, the, the Knicks may possibly fall there. Toronto, they've gotten caught a little bit. They've won, I think, three or four in a row, something like that. Of all those teams that are kind of jumbled up in, as a potential seven seed, I think Atlanta is the weakest of the bunch. And if you're the Celtics, you know that your goal isn't to just move from one round to the next. Your goal is to be the last team standing. And you know that that journey involves playing teams that, uh, frankly, you have no control over who you play. But if you did, I think Atlanta would be the team that almost every team with home court advantage in the first round would want to see uh, in that first round matchup. 
I mean, I think the best, obviously, you want to get the number two seed because you don't want to play potential second round series of Philadelphia without home court advantage. So they're going to need to keep that seed. Like they can't, you know, people are like, well, they should just rest everybody for the rest of the season, but then you're going to get caught by Philly potentially and be the third seed. So you don't want to do that. Uh, what you want to do is get the number two seed. You know, I mean, hey, you wanted home court throughout the playoffs. Now you've got to understand that you're going to play the first two games in Milwaukee, potentially of a seven-game series in the Eastern Conference Finals, but you got to get there first. Um, and, you know, you know, it all depends on how this play-in turns out. You know, you got a lot of teams in there. Chicago, it's pretty much set with Chicago, Atlanta, Miami, and, oh, boy, what's the other team? Uh, that's Toronto. In, huh? You think Toronto? Tor- you know, Toronto, Miami, Atlanta. I know Brooklyn is sixth. Um, and I can't. Miami seven, Hawks are eight. Don't, and Cleveland's going to be yeah, in that four or five right game, now. most likely. But who? Cleveland's going to be probably four or five. So. But Chicago's 10th, right? Who's right. nine? Chicago's, yeah. The yeah, Raptors, Toronto's nine. Okay. Right. So Toronto, Miami, Atlanta, Chicago. Okay. Yeah. That's likely, or Brooklyn, if if uh, Miami's able to catch Brooklyn. So your, your play in is going to be those teams. Obviously, Chicago's going to have to win two games or Atlanta's going to have to win two games or whoever finishes ninth. But you got to worry about that. I think the easiest series would be an Atlanta series or maybe even Toronto. But it's interesting because the Celtics play Toronto twice next week. And Toronto's not a team that I don't think a lot of teams want to play because they're so damn physical and they're big. Siakam and Scott. Or, you know, I had a Nobi and now Yaka Pirtle, and then they got Brand Lead and Gary Trent. They've just underachieved all year. They're like Miami. Like, what you're getting into now is the first round is teams that will have talent, but have essentially underachieved. There's no overachieving teams or no upstart teams. The Bulls have underachieved all year. So have the, the Heat, so have the Raptors, so have the Hawks, right? So you're going to get one of those teams, and you have to hope you don't catch them when they're playing their best ball. Like in the West, Minnesota starting to play their best ball, mm-hmm. right? That's a team that people are like, okay, uh, now they got Karen Anthony Towns back. Now they're trying to get it together a little bit. Minnesota might be a team that's like, oh, we're gonna take somebody in the first round. We're gonna win. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull off an upset. So you're the Celtics. You got to be aware, and that, we all know that's an issue now. Like being aware of an opponent, you should win. You should beat. Um, but I think the number two seed to see they they have to shoot for, and then you know try to finish it out strong, finish on a good note. You know you got I think one back to back left. Um, sorry, I think if not two, um, but finish it out. Give guys a proper rest if you want, but don't just lay down and lose five of your last seven. Play hard, finish, get to the finish line, and then you get a nice long break. The season ends Sunday. You're not going to start the playoffs till Saturday or Sunday of next week. So you get five full days off. I've practice and stuff, but no game. So get to the finish line. And the Celtics cannot, you know, let go of the rope at this point. All right. The big game of the last few. I know the most important game in the season is always the next game. And no, it's not. Yes, that's it is. a lie. It, it that's a lie to point. Don't 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 <laughs> don't don't let that coach me. I'm gonna feed into the cliches of the NBA. I'm lying to you, girl. 
So at this time, Thursday night, if you're listening before then, they're going to be able to, the Celtics are playing the Milwaukee Bucks. What do you two make? Because clearly Sherrod already has opinions. What do you make of the value of this game when it comes to the season overall? Go ahead, Gary. You got this. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a very critical and important game. I think you want to send a message to Milwaukee. Um, you know, you don't want them just rolling over you. It's a national TV game. You just want to pick up some confidence. I mean, they look terrible against Washington. They look disinterested. They looked completely outplayed by Washington's, you know, like it wasn't even the B team. It was a B team, but it was no Kuzma and no Bradley Beal. I mean, you know, Dendi, Advita got had his career high in points. Like, it just didn't stop anybody. It was a terrible performance. It wasn't like, well, they lost by one at the buzzer or they lost. Like, Washington punched him in the mouth and the Celtics, you know, it's like they didn't play. It was just it was the season. You don't, you know, and it, well, you know, Jalen said about the traffic and, you know, like, why are you so ill prepared for these games? How can you can't guard, um, Chris Porzingis like that. How come he looked like a damn, you know, Hall of Famer against you? And Edvita, who has had, you know, an up and down career so far, not being that real piece that the Wizards wanted. How come he just gets to the rim, dunks three, four times? You know, Monty Morris, who is a solid NBA guard, you know, can't, no one can stop him from getting to the rim. You got Kendall, Kendrick Nunn getting in your butt. Like, it's just, it was pathetic. So you got to come back. This is just for their confidence to play a good game. National TV, people are you know, like the Wizards made a big deal about the game. I mean, they were like they were. I think you know, like Washington doesn't have a lot of success, right? They have it. So when they win games like that, you know, they celebrate it. I mean, I just saw like social media posts, and the Wizards were like, you know. I mean, they were just like, oh, we felt as good as we have in months. And, you know, this is what winning is like. And, you know, we had to, we want to shut all those Celtic fans up, you know, that were in the arena and all this. Like, teams still get a kick out of beating the Celtics. And so you just can't come into this game and get rolled over again. Obviously, the Bucks are a better team. They're capable of rolling you over. You got to – this is about their heart. This is about their desire, you know. You know, forget the whole, well, let's rest this person. Like, come out there and play with some guts. Because they ain't play with no guts. They ain't play with no heart. I think that's the one thing that probably Southern fans are most discouraged about. That team played with no heart on Monday. Sorry, Tuesday. They didn't play with no heart. It's not like they lost to a team that was just really, really good. Or they lost to it. Like, they just played with – it was a heartless performance. They didn't play any defense. I mean, and so you got to respond from that. So I think it's one of their most important games of the season. Regardless, it might not be for the standings. It might not be for the number one seed. Maybe it's already clinched. But you got to go out there and make a statement like, hey, man, that was a slip up. Is you it okay to not play with heart for a game like that? Huh? Being honest. I can't. I didn't hear you. I said, is it is it not okay to, to not play with heart for a game like that? In no, I don't think – in an 82 game well, season. I just thought they were the thought the Celtics are way too casual. Oh, well, it's one of those games. Like, no, it's man, it's freaking nearly April. One of those games, which you tired, you had a day off and you played the Spurs the day before the, the game before. You had two days off. I mean, Tatum didn't play in the Spurs game. You know, Jalen just won player of the week. And y'all come out there and put a performance like that where y'all can't, y'all just look like you weren't even interested in being there. 
because they weren't. Let's be honest. Who cares? Cupcake, not cupcake. I got a cupcake sticker ready. I mean, I just think, I just think, I just think that was pathetic. And then you know, Missoula. Well, you know, it's just one of those games. We just like, why not? You got to review how these guys are being motivated. If that's the case. You can't just walk into these games and think these are NBA players, NBA teams. They know what's going on. You know, watching those half the arenas filled with Celtic fans, they don't want to be embarrassed. Porzingis, when he's playing well, is a, a really good player. 7 3, can hit threes, can post up. Like, they act like they never had defended him before. It was like he just walked into the floor. Who's this guy? Like, Advita is like a guy who, who is okay. But you can't let him get 27 points, five dunks, or whatever he had. Like, this is embarrassing. You're letting the B team with Kendrick Nunn, you let those guys get in your butt. Like, you can't have that happen. There's a pride element. They play with no pride in that game. And then they, you know, well, we won in games. You know, you know, it just happens. Like, no. And Missoula should be embarrassed for that. That's you, man. That's, you know, and I can blame the, player, the players just as much. But Missoula can't just d- dismiss this one. You know what I'm saying? That team has played, should have beat Milwaukee without Tatum. Um, and I don't even think Brown played that game, right? That game in Milwaukee when it went to overtime. I don't know if Jalen played. But, like, they had, they've been shorthanded and played harder and with more heart. The game in Cleveland where the Grant missed the free throws, they were shorthanded, but they played – they played hard, and and that's you gotta give them credit for that. This one, they didn't play hard. How is professional ball players not play hard? Every now and then, oh well, it's a back to back. The last game of a road trip, we're tired. None of those excuses. One game in DC. I mean, to me, you got to come out against the Bucks and you got to say something, prove something about yourself because people are questioning their heart, and you know, and and you don't want people to question your heart, question your talent. You know, question the execution at times, but don't question the heart. You don't want that. You know, you don't question your heart. You don't question the heart of Brooklyn. Brooklyn come out there and play hard every night for Jock Vaughn. I'm not saying they're perfect. They're not. But they come out here and play every night. They play hard. Like, can we say that about Joe Mazzula's team? No. No, we can't. And as much as I said, I think he's done a great job. Um, this is, you know, you want to know why he's not going to be win coach of the year? Probably games like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Well, first of all, I had to pull on my cupcake early uh, because this is exactly what the Celtics were playing like in Washington, like a flimsy ass, weak ass cupcake. And that's inexcusable. They're better than that. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes with a lot of their fan base. If this team was mediocre or average, you you can accept games like this because that's you're, you're basically your effort and your talent at, on that particular night are somewhat aligned when it happens. But this team is too talented to have these type of just I think mental and physical letdowns. You know, you know they they were talking about traffic issues. I don't give a damn about the traffic issue. What does that have to do with you giving everyone an easy pass in the lane during a game? Because Everyone was getting to the cup at will for Washington with very little of any resistance. Porzingis looked like he was a first ballot Hall of Famer, busting them. And that does not happen very often. And so to me, those are the games that remind me that this team still has room to grow 
in order to be a great team. They're a very good team, but they're not a great team because great teams will play with the type of mental toughness to overcome the fact that they're playing a, an opponent lesser than them and, and just handle them the way they're supposed to. I mean, I to me, the way they went at San Antonio over the weekend is the way you're supposed to go at Washington. You're supposed to absolutely put them in a stranglehold early and often and don't let up. And they just didn't do that. Now, to Gary's point, Milwaukee is a big game, uh, not only because in terms of what it could do in terms of the standings, but I think you have to start sending subtle but very uh, real messages to teams that you might see down the road. Because if I'm Milwaukee and you got pretty much your full cast ready to roll and we smash y'all after y'all got your asses smashed by Washington, we're going to be feeling pretty confident that all we got to do is just simply play the way we do and we'll beat you. And if you're Boston, at some point, you've got to get beyond the standings. you got to get beyond the opponent and make it about you and be great for you. And that, to me, is something that they just don't seem to understand and embrace enough. It's not about so much the standings and moving up. It's about what do you do? How, how, how are you going to feel when you walk up that court? Because if you go into Milwaukee and you lose at the buzzer or you lose by three, but you play a great game, you're good with that. But if you pull a no-show like you did against Washington and you give everyone, you start handing out like easy passes to the lane the way Oprah Griffey be handing out cars, you are going to be embarrassed. You're going to be screamed off the floor. You're going to be booed off the floor when you get back to Boston because you're probably going to lose a game or two at the crib before the playoffs start. Handle your business. That's all fans want you to do. Handle your business. Well, you almost convinced me there. I think I, I might be on board with what you two had to say. That being said, who is your, pun intended, safe bet of the game? Of course, make sure you download FanDuel.com slash Boston. Use the app. But who do you two have? <laughs> I'm going with Derek White. I think you know Tatum and Brown are easy no-brainers. I I'm love how Derek. he's developed his confidence for the record, and he's just owned it. Derek White has low-key swag yes. uh, that you can absolutely see every time he steps on the floor now. And I didn't think he played particularly well against Washington, but hmm. I look at his body of work over the last month, I'd say, this all-star break, you would say probably after maybe Jalen Brown, Derek White has been the most consistent player on this team. Uh, and when you're getting the kind of production that you're able to get from him at both ends of the floor, because Derek White is one of the best shot blocking guards in the NBA uh, and his defense overall, I think, has gotten better as he's become more acclimated to what his role is with the Celtics. And we you know, we're not even going to talk about his scoring because the scoring is all there. If I had to, if I'm making a safe bet for someone to play at a high level for the Celtics and position them to win, Derek White's my guy. Um, you know, I, I don't know, like, X-Factor, you know, you would hope Al comes back and starts playing better. Um, I thought he was just, uh, he was non-existent against the Wizards. He missed threes. He didn't guard Porzingis. Um, I'm going to put it on the front court with Al and Robert Williams. Robert Williams wasn't even there last night either. No. I mean, that was very disappointing that they had a full squad. I mean, even Peyton playing, Peyton Gave him a spark in the fourth quarter. They had a full freaking squad, and they still played like a bunch of chumps. So I'm just going to say it's up to Al and Robert Williams. It's, you know, try to slow down Giannis and try to just make a statement. I mean, this is such a, to me, an important game. It's just an important game just to say 
we are here and we're not going to get everybody's going to predict that they're not going to make it out of the east now you you've gone for them oh they're unquestionably the best team in the league and then obviously milwaukee goes in a long winning streak the celtics stagger after the all-star break and now you got people who are like oh they're primed for an upset oh don't let them play the knicks or don't let them play somebody who's you know i mean if, if it was down now to the Sixers or the celtics i'm sure a lot of people pick the sixers you know healthy with mb so i mean they got to prove some prove them to themselves and this whole like oh it doesn't matter what seed we are we're going to be okay like are you sure you're going to be okay like are you just convinced like, you know, I just don't, don't convince yourself when you say that. Really. Yeah, I just don't see that swagger from this team. And then Joe's got to take accountability for himself and also count, call guys out. I'm talking, you know, rip guys in the media and, you know, but just the whole like, oh, no, no problem, no problem. It's like, it's like I said, it's like Bill Cosby talking to Theo. Oh, once again, dad, no problem. <laughs> oh, when he's trying to get his, you know, he, he wants to be his, go on his own. Yeah, eating yet. Like, as long as I can wear my Gordy Patrols, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you live in Jersey. Like, once again, no problem. Like, no, it's a problem. Stop trying to fool the fan base and folks with this, like, hey, nothing to see here. Stop that. It's a problem. You look terrible. You allowed 130 points to a team without its two top scores. It's a problem. Could you imagine if Beal and Kuzma played that game? Like 130 points. They gave up three 30 plus point quarters. Like it's just like their defense was not. Why? That's in here. That's not execution. That's execution. But that's also heart and want to and will. You know? And how how many times they got to come out against a team that they should be and either mess up the game? cheat the game like they did against Brooklyn, like they did against Phoenix at home, like they did against Houston, like up seven with four minutes left against Utah, and then they go wonder why they're number, number one seed. Those four games get you the number one seed. I ain't even talking about the three losses to Orlando. Like, I'm, I'm going to go by my, like my, my friend Dwayne Rankin. I ain't even going to bring that up. I ain't even going to bring up the three <laughs> losses to Orlando. He got a new for the damn Suns. Yes, not his business. Our our friend who covers the Suns, who he, he brings stuff up. I ain't even gonna bring up the three losses to Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Just, Dwayne Dwayne catches strays. Ain't even on the podcast. I love, no, I love my man Dwayne. That's my dude. But I but he's right. I ain't even gonna bring that up. I ain't even gonna go into the three losses to the Magic. I'm talking about the four losses that have just over the last couple of weeks. And this one was probably the most distressing because they just gave up. You follow by 23 points in this team. Like you let them just run up. You don't even run out of court to catch catch up to them. You let Monty Morris just take the ball from you in the paint and then run down the court and lay, lay it in. Are you the, the, the glow trotters you're playing? Well, in front of an arena with half your fans on the road. I got a friend texting me. He's like, man, this is bad. I want my money back. He's a, Cel he's a Celtic fan and went to the game. I want my money back. Uh, you're right. He felt cheated. Hoodwink. Bamboo. Yeah. He went to go see. He's a Boston guy. He went to go see his Celtics host against the Atlas Wizards. And what did he see? Like, he got that. So I'm just concerned about the, the lackadaisical play. I'm concerned about up here. 
This is not how you want to come into. And there's been teams, you know, we talked about the 2010 Celtics. They were the four seed. They were, but they were they were veterans, man. They had already won chip. They were veterans, right? And they beat Dwight Howard. They beat LeBron. They like they and they they beat a really young D Wade. Not really young, but like a D Wade that was in his prime. That series went nuts, but they still beat the Heat. Like they took on all comers. All chumps, and they put them down, and they got to the finals, lost in Game Seven. But that team had championship. All of them had had chips. Even Rashid had a chip. Obviously, KG, Paul, and Ray had chips. Rondo had a chip. Perk had chips. Like all of them had, all of them had championship medal. This team don't. So how bad do you want it? And then the big, oh, that's no, all good. Are we good. We cool. No, man, no problem, no Dad. No problem. Because you know, you know, you know what they say, folks. Kwanian, when someone says it's all good, it's never all good. Have you ever had someone say to you, "It's all good" and it's really all good? Can y'all think about that? Can you think about when someone has always said, "What's that thing? It's all good." Oh, everything's all good, man. It's oh, all good. No, it's not. <laughs> It's never all when someone says to you, it's all good. No, it's all good. No, it's not. You know that's not. So is it all good in Boston? Maybe. Maybe not. It probably is all good, which means it's not all good. I understand your point. With six games left, you do want to set the standard for the playoffs of consistency and Lockdown defense and make- I'm trying to buy her championship t-shirts like Juani hold No, I understand that, but at the same time, but, but no, the but my point is no no no, but the point I'm making is like her keys, her I can also understand from their perspective of under you know, it's only six games left for them. And it's like, all right, we already secured a playoff. So I don't agree with being lazy. But at the same time, I could understand the perspective of like, all right, it feels Laying like laying down and not playing hard. But here's the thing. Because though. let's I, be I, honest, I was, like I, why put effort into something that you know doesn't you can pay you pay millions of dollars? Well, it, Gary, forget about the money for one second. For one second. You are paid not to just you are in a position to significantly improve your lot if you get hot right now. If you were if they were like locked into it like the four or five spot or three spot, then I could I could understand why you'd have a game like that. When because you rest guys, not, yeah, there's rest not guys, but they had a full healthy squad. There was a reason why all yeah. they needed that game. They knew how important it was, or at least management did, or whoever, because everybody was healthy. Tatum, why'd they give Tatum the Spurs game off? If that was the case, they should have gave him the Wizards. They gave Tatum the Spurs game off because they wanted him healthy for this week. That's what they wanted him ready for this week. They needed to give him a break, and it, did, it didn't work. How come they brought Peyton back because he was healthy? How come, like there was it was a full squad. They didn't lose. They they didn't throw out the B team. You didn't see Sam Howser out there getting schooled. They threw out their A team and got smacked. That's concerning to me. And I'm just saying in terms of like up here. They could, they, they'll beat Washington eight times out of ten, especially that team. But they just look ill-prepared. They didn't know how to guard Porzingis. Porzingis hit and – then, and, then, and then they hit – then Washington started hitting some really – like they started out, what, one for six from three, the eight of their next ten. They started hitting – they started billing themselves as we – and how many times have we talked to Joe or heard from Joe – 
Don't let these youngsters or don't let these guys get confidence because then they're hard to stop. It's exactly <laughs> what happened. Corey Kisper's getting in your butt. Like, you know, dudes dudes who just you never heard of unless you're a, a diehard NBA fan or on the floor scoring, getting in your – like, you know what I'm saying? Without Kuzma and without Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's a concern. And you have to play hard at all times. There's no excuse for not playing hard. Not playing well. There's this fatigue. Just not having a good night. None of us. Ha- none of us are perfect. But not playing hard. Not giving your best. I just that you know. Oh, because well, you know, we number two anyway. Well, then sit, sit and watch. You know, bring up Mufandu and Jay Davidson and watch. I bet you they play hard. Mufandu, yeah, <laughs> right. No, for real. I bet you they play hard. Yeah. You know, bring up, bring up, use that contract and put Demarcus Cousins out there. I bet you he, he he might play hard too. Yeah, some dude who wants it. I bet, I bet you they play hard because that's they needed. They didn't need their best in that game. They needed to play hard in that game, and mm-hmm. that was the concern. I'm developing more thoughts, but I'll leave it there. But go ahead, Kwani. Get your get no, your I'm thinking about, and this is like, um, honestly, this could be a podcast in itself. It's like the trajectory of greatness, right? And we talk about mental health and physical health, and like, and I'm not making excuses for them for the record. Like, I understand everything the two of you have said, but I I think that sometimes it, going back to the point about the specific game, I think what bothered me the most was the fact that there's this been this roller coaster all season of like one bad game and everyone freaks out. It's like, Oh my God, they suck so much. Like perspective. They're still number two in the East. I understand there is always a level of greatness that can be achieved, but I think there's also a level of as human beings, you're allowed to just be like, you know what? I'm really not bringing it today. I, I personally think we need a little more of that. And I'm not saying you do? I'm not saying like, the world would be a better place, Kawani. I'm, not saying, like, no, you know, I'm not saying that. But some days you just have to know when I get you don't it. have it. And also but, the accountability needs to be there. Because but that's after that game, like you mentioned about Joe, when he wasn't willing to essentially say, like, we could have done better versus the mentality of what he said. I understand that perspective as well. But I also again accountability, if you're willing to be held accountable and like, you know what, it wasn't our best game. We're honestly tired. Be honest, because honestly, people will appreciate that authenticity versus like putting people on a roller coaster ride of, all right, what is going on? Will they be prepared for the playoffs? Because I understand that fans concern is more likely, are they ready mentally for the playoffs? Not like, did they really just have an off night and just didn't care about the opponent, which I would understand if that was the case. You didn't respect the opponent enough to care. Sometimes that's the case as well. But Sherrod, you wouldn't say something. I was no. I was going to chime in and just just bring up the fact that you're a professional basketball player at the absolute pinnacle of your profession, mm-hmm. and even on on your bad night is better than most people on the best night of their lives in terms of playing basketball. So I absolutely understand it. But your point about accountability, Kwani, is a big part of why the Celtics right now bother me. Because they don't okay. seem to be accountable for the fact that they're underachieving when they underachieve. They chalk it up as just, well, it's just one of those things, not a big deal, nothing to see here. And that's disturbing because when you get to the playoffs, one of the things Joe Mazzulli talks about, and I, I love when he talks about this because it sounds good and I wish his players would, would heed his words. Mm-hmm. He talks about the need to build good habits, to build okay. good habits. One of the best habits you can build as a human being 
whether you are a basketball player or you are a barista, is finding a way to be your best when you're not your best. Finding a way to be effective when you are either in a mental or physical state of being ineffective. Because even when you come up short, the intent is to be better than you are. And that's one of the issues with this group. I don't feel that they're accountable. I don't feel that the intent to be good when they're not playing good is there. That Washington game was a great example for me. They were not, they just didn't have it as a team. They just didn't have it. And rather than try to fight through that and just try to be a little more competitive, as a group, they just said, we don't have it. We're not going to try to get it tonight. Not going to happen. And then to compound that, you're not accountable for the fact that you basically mailed it in. And that's disturbing because, again, I go back to when Joe talks about building good habits. That's not it's a habit you're building, but it ain't a good one. And it's the kind of habit that could potentially bite you in the ass when you when you in the most inopportune moment, which is the NBA finals or the playoffs. Those are some of the issues that disturb me about this. I what you're talking about, Kwani, I think there's a tremendous amount of value in that. Mm-hmm. But when you get between those lines, you got to find a way to get through that. And when you look at the way that the Celtics build their schedule, they don't practice that much because they want you to get some time to yourself to mentally and physically recharge. They're literally going out of their way to make sure that you don't have to deal with a lot of the stuff that generations of players prior to them had to deal with. In my conversations with Al Horford, I would say 90, 95% of the time when he sits out a game, it's not because he's hurt. It's not because he's sore. It's because they're trying to make sure he's as healthy as possible for the for the period of the season that matters most to this organization, which is the playoffs. And when your organization is going out of its way to make sure that they're going to, while having a product that isn't as great as it can be, but it's going to preserve you and your body and give you the best chance to be your best when we need you the most, and then you come out and play like you did against Washington when you got the whole crew ready. That's not good, Kwani. That's build, that's building habits that you don't okay, want to yeah. build. I got you so, on that. I just think I just think like I understand what you're saying, Kwani. Like none of us go to work every day at our hundred percent, hundred percent maximum. Yeah. But Kwani, you can't call sick when that happens. Like you have to gut it out. There's been days you haven't felt your best, been your best. And you came out and made it a great day. You mm-hmm. gotta persevere. You gotta gut through it. It's not easy. There's times, you know, we all have to go to the arena or go to our respective jobs. We don't feel like it. We're tired. We got the sniffles. Um, you know, whatever. Mama calling you about something. And you gotta, you gotta help her. You know, mama calling you about something. And the family's issues. Whatever. Preach, brother Washburn. Preach. And we, you have to gut it out. And you have to be like, and I think the Celtics way of gutting it out is, or trying something different is, let's make, let's shoot more threes. Mm-hmm. And if they, if they don't go in, oh, well, not diving for loose balls, not getting defensive stops, not playing that gr- grind game. Look at the Warriors last night against the, the Pelicans. And I'm not, you know, Draymond be going over the top, but they gutted that game out. They looked terrible for the first two and a half quarters. And then suddenly turned it on, and Draymond, they just gutted it out, and they and they and they flipped the game. Or I look at the Bucks, okay, and and the Bucks have a championship medal that the Celtics just do not have. I look at their last few losses, okay. They lost at Denver, one twenty nine, one hundred six. They got whooped. That's fine. There's gonna be games you get whooped. The Celtics got whooped at Denver. That's nothing to be to be. 
ashamed of. You just got whooped that one day. Right. Home to Indiana, they lost where Indiana put up 140. They had a bad night, but they still played hard. They lost in overtime at Golden State where Steph went nuts, but Giannis didn't play in that game. Like I look at the losses, Philadelphia at home, 133-130 when unbeat. Like Those are respectable losses, mm. right? They, they lost at Cleveland without Giannis in January, 114-102. The last loss you look at and you're like, hmm, and I was they lost back-to-back games at Miami by four, and they got blown out without without Giannis. And so it's like you look at the Milwaukee losses. And I'm not saying they're a perfect team, but they their losses, especially lately, have not been where it's like, man, y'all just y'all didn't even show up that night. Yeah. Now they lost January 1st at Washington at at, at, at home against the Wizards, but without Giannis. So. It's 118.95. That's probably their worst loss of the season. Or the Celtics when they on Christmas Day. But I'm not saying they're a perfect team. I'm saying their losses are excusable, right? Especially in the last few months. You look at those games and you're like, okay, I can see how they lost that game. If the Celtics had lost in overtime to the Wizards, where the Wizards just play out of their minds and the Celtics played hard too, and then they just that's one thing. They were down 23 points. Like they just, they were just like, this ain't us tonight. And it's just, you can't throw in a towel in a public, like in a game on TV in front of thousands of fans, throwing in a towel and being like, this ain't it. This ain't us. It just happens too often. Gotcha. That can happen occasionally. But the Phoenix game, when Phoenix didn't have Devin Booker, remember that one, the 28 point lead to the Nets. The game at Houston, Houston got nothing to play for. The game at Utah, Utah played well, but you're up seven, and they just kind of fumbled that game away. And, you know, it's like you just look at the losses, and they're getting there's too many inexcusable losses on the Celtics record. Mm-hmm. Three losses to Orlando. Once, okay, I got you. You had Orlando in your house, back-to-back games, and you lost them both, then went to Orlando, and Orlando ain't sniffing the playoffs. And I'm not saying they're not a, a good rising young team, but they're still going a lot back. They still have a sweet reserve at the Marriott Marquis or wherever they're going to stay for the damn lottery again. Right. So you're not losing to a playoff team. So to me, it's just like you got to find a way. We all find a way. I'm not. We're not perfect, and there's not. There's days we don't good, do as well. And it's okay to lose, Kwani, to me. It's not okay to be like, nah. If not, Missoula's got to put players in there that find it. He finally did in the fourth quarter, and they just didn't have enough. They cut it to 12 or whatever. They tried. That was the most discouraging part of this. When they do other dudes in there, they cut the lead down, and they tried. And you see what happened. And people were watching, like, are we going to lose this game? The Celtics had the ball or something like that down 12 with like four, and they turned the ball over, and then the Wizards hit a three, and it was like, okay, it's up to 15, that's it. But, like, you saw what happened when they put in there a try. That's that's the discouraging part. And Tatum and Brown and Smart and Bench just sit up there. Well, well you know, you know it's good. Be like that sometimes. We would be like that sometimes. Like, <laughs> at least say, man. We can't at least if if even if we just say hey, hey we, we can't let this happen again. We can't this can't happen. That you know, we, we can't we can't go out there and show up like this. 
Like we we didn't play well. They played well. We were terrible. Like something where you let the fans know. Put on you. you yeah. fans, you're like, hey, we 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 didn't play well, and we we, we know. We know fans. We know something faithful. We know that y'all are disappointed. We're going to, you know, mentally. Like you said, Shrive, most coaches, especially in the old days, they would have practiced today. Mm. Celtics are not practicing. They would have had a two-half-hour practice after that a game like that. Nope, the Celtics are off. Like Shrive said, get your, get, get your rest. Chill. Find whatever restaurant you want to in Milwaukee. Relax. Watch the other games, whatever you want to do. You, mental break, right? You know, you think a lot of teams, especially with them young, I mean, them old school coaches would have been at somebody's gym today practicing. Well said. I think now we just look forward to that national game on Thursday. Sherrod, you had final thoughts? No, 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 Gary. Gary Gary said it, said it well. Uh, Bottom line, Celtics. They, this is a game that means significantly more to Boston, I think, than it does Milwaukee. Milwaukee, they know they got the inside track to that top seed, which is essentially what they want. And as we've talked about, just kind of sporadically, Giannis is getting some rest, uh, and that's that's a problem for everyone uh, that they're going to face because he's going to be as close to being full throttle Giannis uh, as possible. And do the Celtics have enough in the tank? if they're able to get to the finish line and see Milwaukee to deal with that it remains to be seen, but they need to take care of the business that they can control and finding a way to win in Milwaukee is one of those things that they absolutely have control of. And of course, Sherrod and Gary are both in Milwaukee. Are y'all in the same hotel room? Seems like no. we're not. Yeah, I was looking at the art earlier. I meant to... <laughs> so make sure you follow them for coverage in game during the game, after the game, of course, stick with the A-list podcast because about to be playoff season, baby. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the sun is shining right now on the melanin. So I'm going to go enjoy that. This has been the A-List Podcast. <laughs> For H.R. Blakely and Gary Washburn, we'll be back next week. Season's almost over. <laughs>